0: Merry Christmas to all of you. <clears throat> I think out of all the seasons, Christmas is one of those seasons that's pretty hard to beat, isn't it? It's uh, it's a kind of event that uh, just incorporates probably every sensation we have, from sights to sounds to smells to taste to, uh, to just people, emotions, feelings, memories, all kinds of things. They just... They seem to be incorporated in this particular uh, event, in this particular time of year, more so than any other time, at least in uh, our American kind of background. And uh, you get to have uh, families come together and uh, kids and people make that effort to uh, be home for Christmas. And there's all those things that seem to come together. And I uh, just become very mindful of that. I was thinking uh, the other day of, of how much fun. Just plain fun, Christmas is. And uh, I was uh, teased indirectly. My, uh, I have nieces here, I think you know, that uh, go to church here. And uh, the other day I was preaching about uh, stuff at Christmas, and I was talking about the seriousness of it, you know, because Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners like us, and uh, we wouldn't need a Savior if we weren't in need of saving and so a lot of people fight Christmas because they just, you know, ah, I don't want to have to be saved. And the answer is, well, you know you're a sinner. And uh, if you've ever heard that little witness thing they have on some of the radio stations, there, have you ever lied? You know, yeah, I've lied. Have you ever cheated? Well, yeah. Have you ever stolen anything, even a paper clip from the office and down the list to the pens, pencils, and who knows what all? Well, yeah. That makes you a liar, a cheater, and a thief, you know. Uh, it doesn't start you off too well and and that doesn't even begin to measure the real things you know, the times we've let people down and broken people's hearts and made promises we didn't keep and and, uh, deceived people and all the other things so talking about the seriousness of that and um, Sarah turned to her mom and says oh, Uncle Bruce takes all the fun out of Christmas (laughs) so I thought what a great theme for Christmas Eve. Now, she's not getting any presents from me this year. Because <laughs> you do have to teach them certain lessons, uh, you know. And, and she's old enough to understand. You know, little kids, if she was really little, you know, like three or four, you know, it's like you got to give them candy anyway. But she's old enough, and I was, all the rest of them open uh, the four or five big gifts. <laughs> I got them this year. <laughs> Sarah won't get any. So next Sunday we'll have another sermon on dealing with grief. <laughs> you notice I'm not even looking at her right now. <laughs> She's going to kill me later. Oh, there she is. Oh, yeah. So anyway, but I thought, it is fun. Christmas is fun. Uh, people are fun. It's, uh, it's never perfect, but it's just, it's just neat. And as you get older, I think some of the things get neater, you know, and I had the, the girls help me put up my tree this year a little bit, and they, they hung every ornament I own. You know, when you're an old guy, you've got lots of ornaments, and, uh, you know, this is the picture of the kid when he was two and five, and, you know, they got four of them, so there's all these ornaments that they were made and built and everything else, and, and I thought, I don't know if you appreciate all of that yet, but... Uh, It is is special. And God's seen fit to let you and I spend another Christmas together, you and your family, you and your parents, you and your grandparents, you and your sons and daughters. Um, We don't know. And so let's treasure. Let's enjoy uh, this Christmas Eve. Let's enjoy the music. Let's enjoy the presence of the Lord. Let's enjoy the miracle of the gift of God in Christ. Let's enjoy every one of the sights and sounds and smells and flavors of everything from an unusual cookie to... uh, just holding somebody's hand to those uh, special hugs and kisses we get from, uh, you know, whatever. And uh, let's enjoy one another tonight and uh, the presence of the Lord. And uh, let's see if we can open in prayer together. Heavenly Father, for the blessing and the gift of this time of year, thank you so much. For the gift of Jesus, thank you, Lord. For the, for the purpose behind of giving us joy in life everlasting and and uh, experiences and uh, and victory, victorious life and victory in everything that we do. For all the things you did for us in Christmas, we're going to celebrate those tonight. We're going to enjoy one another's company. We're going to enjoy your presence. We're going to dance, Lord, because of what you've done for us at Christmas. We're going to understand the power of the miracle of what love, when it comes down and accomplishes all that you've promised it to do, really means to us. And so we pray for a grace to just fill our evening. We pray for a joy to flood this place. We pray for our shoes to be uh, danced in tonight as we enjoy the company and the presence of loved ones, of sons and daughters, mothers and fathers, of gifts, in many cases, deeply thought about as they were made or bought or whatever they've been. And then, Lord, uh, let's most of all enjoy your presence here in our lives, not only tonight, but every night of the year. And every day of the year too, and so come, Lord Jesus, and be the focus of all we say and do here. May this be a place of joy and celebration and just plain fun in your presence. We dance before you, Jesus. We celebrate your love. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Can we did, can we move that line down so we can get everybody in that family? You, you that's part of your family, right? You wanna. Can you, that Rosebud? Just move down one, and everybody can get in there. And hate to see that happen. So just move down one. There you go, Bob. Move down a seat, Bob. There you go. Good. Everyone down. And then he can sit back by his family. I just, you know, sit on each other's laps, squeeze together. You're too, you stop being quite so polite. You know? I go. Let's be real with one another. God loves real people, and uh, that's the miracle of Christmas too. Let's join together in this song. Oh, come hey. We read this first text. It's kind of an interesting one because, within the context of this particular part of the story, we have a great deal of faith exercised by uh, Joseph and Mary, both, in the sense that Mary had to deal with the pregnancy, and and Joseph had to deal with the unknown. You know, the the angel finally coming to him and saying, "It's okay to take Mary." Don't worry. mom must have been very uh, frustrating, disappointing, breaking his heart in many ways. I think sometimes as we deal with family, ever we get together with uh, family on my mother's side, and there was 11 brothers and sisters. And uh, so there's a lot of family when we get together, and we call it the hall. We go to the hall. I love the hall. I hate the hall, right? I love it because I get to see a lot of people I don't always get to see, and And I hate it because I can't even recognize half all the kids, you know. Hey, Uncle Bruce, you know, and who's that one? I don't know. But um, you ever think about Mary and Joseph and this very difficult decision he had to make, you know, uh, just loving this woman as much as he did and legally married to her and then finding out she's pregnant and then having to believe her when she says that, listen, it was God's working of the Holy Spirit and this child is a gift. Uh, this is the Savior. And uh, you know he went through that turmoil because at first he considered the possibility of legally divorcing her. And it says quietly. And the, the gentleness of Joseph Hart is revealed in that quietly because, you know, when you, when you get hurt that bad, you know, you want to yell. You want to you get angry. You want to, you know, how could you do this? And can you imagine the, the, the heartbreak uh, what he must have first initially felt is this girl who he had been waiting to marry and he had been preparing a place for her and, and uh, waiting with anticipation. The, his own marriage day was proved to be unfaithful, at least from everything that appeared. And, and so it must have just broken his heart. But then you see the character of Joseph and the, the miracle of Christmas in Joseph's heart is that it says that he was going to put her away quietly, quietly. And you may or may not understand that, but Joseph could have gotten angry and went screaming to her mother and father and said you know many things that she would not have been able to disprove in one sense and could have cost her her life to be unfaithful, to be immoral, to be that immoral. Uh, to, to give yourself away to somebody else to commit adultery, and then to have Joseph do it quietly. Mary, I, I'm i just going to call this off quietly. Just um, We won't have to tell anybody else. I just want you to understand how much I love you. It broke my heart, but you feel it? You feel the tenderness of this man for this woman? See, it's the It's the Christmas event working in Joseph's heart already even before even before the angel tells him. There must have been a deep, respectful, tender love for his wife. And as he whispers, I'm going to do this quietly. It's It's just us. Okay? And you'll just have to do whatever you have to do, Mary, but this is not going to be a, something I cause. And so as he does that, and then that the angel coming to him and announcing to him, it's all right, it's all right. But what I like about it is that even before he knew, even before he understood what Mary was going to reveal to him, he had that kind of commitment to her and that kind of love. Can you imagine what you would be like if you kept those things, those deep pains, small, and you didn't take them out, and your wife or your husband, your mom or your dad or your son or your daughter? When was the last time you just loved somebody with such a tenderness that you said, I could make this big. I could embarrass you. I could shame you in front of the children. I could shame you in front of but I'm going to keep this small. Keep it between you and I. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. You know, that that love. You know, if you understand Christmas, in one sense, Christmas is the quiet miracle, right? It is so quiet in terms of its event. I mean, it's, it's earth-shattering in terms of what it means to the world. But it's so quiet. It's so reverent, it's so humble. And that's what I want you to think about as I read this text to you about a humble man and a tender young woman saying, yes, Lord. And a a young man so much in love that truly understood love that he was going to do this thing very quietly. And then steps up to the plate in faith and says, yes, Lord, as you wish, I will go through this too. And so here's that young family, and I want to read this now. It comes out of Matthew chapter 1. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. That's betrothed, by the way, in the Greek. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. And will give birth to the Son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Who in your life, who in your life means tender love, forgiving love, merciful love? Even before you understand all that God is going to do, do you have the character of righteousness? The presence of the Holy Spirit has the love of God moved you enough to extend that kind of love to the people in your life, the person or people God brings to your mind, who needs your tender love on this Christmas. We sing the next song. You know, growing up, uh, when you're young, you don't always understand how things happen and how they kind of get to be there. And I remember, uh, you know, thinking that certain things just happen and you just don't even understand them. And you ever, you ever notice like Thanksgiving Day, and you ever, you kind of sleep and you get up when you feel like getting up, or you get up and you. You know, it's 8, 9 o'clock and you watch a parade or something and the turkey's already in the oven and you don't have any idea what mom's been doing since 3, 4, 5 o'clock, depending upon what time they had to get up to grind this and do all that and stuff this. And you just kind of eat. And then there comes that time when you do your first turkey. Ma! <laughs> What time do I really gotta get up? Oh, that's about six hours. That's a big one. Six hours? That means I gotta get up. Yeah, you gotta have in the oven by six o'clock. Yeah. You mean in the morning? <laughs> you ever have those conversations the first time you do something and, and you, for the first time you realize, you know, it's like, wow. And, uh, as I read this next text, there's, there's so much going on around our life right now, right? You know, I bought kinds of food, and and somebody raised it, and somebody brought it here, and somebody displayed it in a store, and I, I purchased it for tonight and for tomorrow, and and you forget about that, and and most of us are anticipating it making it through the night, right? And and we're not we're not anticipating any planes coming and dropping any bombs, and there's soldiers and men and women around the world that are standing guard. So we can do our particular thing with our family. We probably won't think much about them. And there are police officers on duty and firemen on duty. And the hospital's got patients in them. And there's a lot of people working. There's a lot of people investing themselves a little different than Christmas Eve than maybe you and I get to invest ourselves. And it's kind of like all the background stuff that goes on all the time that we, we just forget we just it's overwhelming for us to consider. And yet God in his mercy is doing all kinds of things in your life, right? Every once in a while you get a little touch of what God is doing. It's like you wake up and God's prepared the turkey and and you, it's it's like your life is suddenly you go wow, God, this is really nice. God smiles and says, "You know what it took to get that? Never mind, you wouldn't understand." You just you just take God for granted, right? You just kind of Oh, yeah, isn't that you're unthankful? It's just, oh, this is so good. And God whispers, I know. And I go, in this, in this next text, we're gonna, we're gonna read about all the stuff going on around, right? You gotta understand, it, it isn't, it says, when the fullness of time had come, when everything was lined up, when all things were in order, when, when the world was ready to receive the Messiah, when all of the prophecies had been there, when all the things were ready to go, then God brought forth His Son. And you know what? Most of us don't even think about all the other stuff, right? Most of us don't line them up or study them or, or get them aware. Or we just kind of read them and say, okay. And, uh, and I think so many times in our life, God is lining things up for you. So many times in our life, God is bringing things into your life and giving you opportunities. And, and they come and you miss them or you ignore them and you turn your back on them. And, and sometimes they don't come back. But many times in the mercy and the grace of God, you get a second chance or maybe even a third, you know, an opportunity to to do something. God says, this is it. Don't miss it this time. Say it now. Do it now. You know, this is the moment I've brought into your life. This is it. And I go, as we think about this Christmas Eve, I want you to think about that God is doing his job. God is working. God is diligently trying to save your life if you're not saved. God is diligently trying to to bring change into this world that we can't even sometimes comprehend. God is diligently working and carrying out every one of his promises. Everything he ever said will come true. And he just works behind that scene. And as you enjoy the peace and the quiet and the family time you get tonight, Make sure you say thank you to, obviously, those that are out there keeping the peace. But better yet, remember to say thank you to the Lord for what he brings into your life tonight. I want you to listen as we read this text. It comes out of this little section. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. You think God whispered in Caesar's ear, Hey, Caesar joseph and mary down to bethlehem because that's where i want went born no Caesar just thought he was doing his thing and god whispers watch this was the first census that took place while quirinius was governor of syria and everyone went to his own town to register and so joseph also went up from the town of nazareth in galilee to judea to bethlehem to the town of david because he belonged to the house in the line of David, he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. I don't think Joseph and Mary understood all the things they were doing. Isn't that neat? Oh, Joseph, do we have to go all the way down? Mary, we've got to go to Bethlehem. Joseph, I'm nine months pregnant. You know, but Mary. I don't know what else to do. we got to go get registered. All right, Joseph. If you say we got to go, we'll go together. Can you imagine the conversation? And here's the miracle. God's working quietly, gently, carrying them that significant distance from Nazareth down to Bethlehem. And he's working so that when that child is born, he's born in the city of David in Bethlehem fulfilling the prophecies that he promised you and me would indicate this is indeed Jesus, the Messiah. We join in the next song. What else I love about Christmas? I love the way it smells. You know, and you—we you always have a live tree. I don't know if you do or not. I'm not. I have a live tree, and you cut it, and the first night, it just the whole house just smells like the woods. You know, if you're lucky, and I just love that smell. And then uh, you add to it all the the cooking and the baking and the and the stuff, you know, and all all begins to contribute, and I got the old wassail going in the crock pot at home, and add more cinnamon until it fills the house up with that cinnamony uh, apple kind of flavor, and don't you love the smells of Christmas, and they just kind of uh, mingle together with whatever you're making and baking, and then there's, then those cookies that you only do once a year, and, and they come out, and you, you're making and baking, and, and then you put it all together, and and then you got a few of the candles burning too, right? We got to have those scented candles that smell like everything from pumpkins to who knows what. And you put that all together in your house. Whoa! Does it smell nice in here? And hopefully you don't have any allergies. But you know the smells, wonderful, wonderful. I love them. I love them. You just sit there and this is, you can just be sitting there. Just uh, I love it. I think about. Uh, the first Christmas, and I, I used to work on a dairy farm. And it was always my job to clean out the gutter. If you don't know what's in the gutter, just think for a moment. <laughs> dairy farms are kind of interesting places. Sheep and goats and, you know, smells like that, they, they're different. I like the smell of straw and hay. An old manure. When it's really dried up. <laughs> the manure is a little bit tougher. I just think, you know what Jesus did? He came into a condition and a circumstance for you and me. I just, I just think of the sights and the smells and the, the waftings around him. And just the tenderness of how much love he had for me to walk into my world. Um, see, in a sense, I'm covered with the smells of my inconsistencies and my my sin. It's a, it smells a little bit more like a dairy farm, or if you know anything about farms, like a pig farm, which is by far, from my perception, the worst of all smells. But, uh, you see, my sin is the stench. You know what the miracle is? My Jesus comes and dwells in a man like me. And I know this if he's willing to live in my life, there's nothing you've ever done that stinks any worse than my stink. And all, oh, little town of Bethlehem, that's it. You're looking at it. And the stable, this is the man. And the stench of the stable, that's my stench. And into that stable, Jesus comes. And he says, Yes, yes. And so receive that. Receive that little message of yes tonight with whatever smells you bring. Please understand, your Savior has decided to walk into this man's and your life too. And so try to understand the miracle of what the Christmas message is. We listen to the next song.
1: He must have been surprised At where this road had taken him Cause never in a million lives Would he have dreamed of Bethlehem And standing at the manger He saw with his own eyes The message from the angel Come to life And Joseph said, why me? I'm just a simple man of trade Why him? With all the rulers in the world Why here? Inside this stable filled with hay Why her? She's just an ordinary girl Now I'm not one to second guess What angels have to say But this is such a strange way To save the world To think of how it could have been If Jesus had come as he deserved There would have been no Bethlehem No lowly shepherds at his birth But Joseph knew the reason Love had to reach so far And as he held the Savior in his arms He must have thought, why me? I'm just a simple man of trade Why him? With all the rulers in the world Why here? Inside this stable filled with hay Why her? She's just an ordinary girl Now I'm not one to second guess What angels have to say But this is such a strange way To save the world Now I'm not one to second guess What angels have to say But this is such a strange way To save the world This is such a strange way Such a strange way Oh, a strange way To save the world Such a strange way To save the
2: world.
0: Another thing I love about Christmas is the lights. Don't you like the lights? I have lights all over my house. It's kind of a tradition. We run them all over the place and... Just all around the, the rim and the doors and windows and all kinds of places around the house, inside and out, sometimes. And, but I mean that's nothing compared to what some people can do. I mean, and they just, they just—you look at the trees and they just sparkle, and you look at uh, what people do to their houses. Sometimes they're so so nicely done, and and I think uh, uh, lights definitely are part of the event. I've been to one or two, maybe twice. I think I may have gone. Uh, Christmas tree lightings where they actually did real candles on the Christmas tree. I don't know if you ever get an opportunity. We had buckets of water all over the the living room, but uh, they would do real candles on a, on the Christmas tree in the house, and that uh, that would have been the custom and the tradition. And and it must have been just unbelievable, you know, to uh, to experience that regularly and. To kind of picture that, because they would go out and get that tree sometimes the very day, of the Christmas Eve, because you had to keep it fresh, and so they would be able to stand it up, and and then a fresh tree burns a lot less than a dry tree, obviously, and uh, and so they would they would then put those candles very carefully on there, and that that tree would just glisten and twinkle, and and you think of uh, the lights and the event, and. If you've ever been up north or in the woods or camping where light is diminished, you you know how much light is appreciated, right? In other words, it's uh, if you've ever had a read in a in a tent by just one flashlight that's fading, all right, or you're out in the woods and you're running out of fuel and your lantern's getting whoosh, 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 like this, they kind of come and go. You're going, uh-oh, or if you're uh, up camping. Uh, in the boundary waters and you have, you know, just one flashlight, it gets really scary going back to the bathroom, (laughs) you know. It just feels really inadequate for that. You ever think of what the first Christmas was? You know, maybe they had a lamp, maybe a light, maybe a candle, and then, in the middle of of that kind of quiet, you know, closeness. The one thing about light, if you if you ever had your lights go out in the house, you ever noticed how when the lights go out and you start to light the candles, everybody comes to the light, because if you want to read, you're all going to have to sit around the light, and and it kind of brings you together. You know, it's the the miracle of the light of Christmas. Obviously, is that Jesus is the light of the world, and the The event itself was very quiet, very shrouded in darkness and quietness. And and maybe, like I said, they actually had a light and probably didn't. But uh, whether they did or they didn't, uh, the miracle, of course, is that in the middle of the darkness comes the shattering light of the angels, which is what we're going to be reading this next little section And You know, maybe we get a little taste of that when we bring the the lights. As you start to look down, I, I drove down the road in front of the church and I was... Disappointed how many places didn't have any lights. And then all of a sudden, down the road, there's this one, and another one, boom. And, and it just, the whole place just, you just kind of go, you know, you just, it just lifts you. It just kind of lifts you because it, light does that for us. It kind of brings that to us. And so, you know, when we understand the the miracle of Jesus Christ and we understand this this backdrop of what we're about to read, the shepherds living in the dark hill, are stunned by the light of the angels, and their eyes must have taken a long time to get used to it, but just the brilliance of the presence, that, that vision and that view of the presence of God coming into the world that the angels announced. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. You see, the miracle is in the middle of your worst darkness. And I don't know what you come with tonight or what you're going to go back to, but the miracle is that the glory of the Lord overcomes darkness. The miracle is that God comes to your darkness and by the power of the glory of who He is breaks the darkness off of you and sets your mind and your heart and your spirit free with the truth. A Savior has been born for you who is Christ the Lord. The miracle of Christmas. We sing the next song. Is that all good? are a part of this circle because Jesus Christ said I came into the world because I loved even sinners like Bruce Harmon and Heavenly Father as you uh, come into this circle you are the light to each of us and so I pray your blessing over each man woman and child here I pray that their heart and spirit and life would be included in this circle and they would understand who they are, how precious they are to you, and how important they are in the circle that uh, we're representing here right now tonight. I pray that the light that is you would live in our hearts. I pray that your presence and your love would set us free. And I pray that we would be people of the light to this world, Lord. Give us a Christmas Eve of remembrance, of treasuring every sight and sound and uh, smell and person, and family member, and memory that it stirs in us. And then, Lord, make us a blessing to each other, and make us just appreciate you and the gift of light that you brought into our world. I pray the blessing of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit over you. I pray the truth of God into your life, and I ask that he would just stir in you the joy of Christmas, not only tonight, but all year long. The light of Christ has come in the world, to save sinners. And God loves you. That's the Christmas message. You are the loved. May God bless you and keep you. May God make His face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May God lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace. Amen. God bless you all. Ready? Count of three. We're going to say Merry Christmas to each other. Ready? One, two, three. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Have a wonderful night and tomorrow and enjoy all the family and friends you have. Don't put the candles out because it will be dark in here because there's nobody back there turning the lights on. So as you kind of meander your way through, you can blow them out near the end until someone brings the lights back up and then you can extinguish them. Good. Bless you all. not the fluorescent sky. Thank you.